Welcome out there to another awesome and riveting episode of The Album Argument, a podcast where two dudes get together, share albums, and discuss the best and worst songs. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so thankful to have you with us on this really cool, stellar, amazing episode. This album is just bananas incredible. I'm going to let Jay take over from here. Go, Jay. Yeah, so this is my pick this week, and uh, we talked about it a little bit last week because we, we covered a, another 1991 release by Metallica. Of course, Metallica's Metallica last week. And so uh, when you gave that album to me, I kind of cheated a little bit. I've been holding on to Nevermind or kind of deciding which Nirvana album we should do. And um, yeah, Nevermind came up, and when you gave me the Black Album, I cheated. I said, okay, let's do another 1991 album. Uh, Nevermind, if, in case you've been living under a rock, is by Nirvana, and I think everybody knows Nirvana. Um, it was uh, their first major label release on Geffen Records, uh, produced by Butch Vig, mixed by The Andy Wallace. Uh, it was recorded mostly within a month which is kind of crazy considering all the albums That's crazy, and yeah. uh, a lot of other albums. I, I, that I, I still, I don't know. I doubt that, but that's everything that I could find. And it was mixed, uh, within like a week or two also. So it's kind of crazy in today's yeah. time in digital. It's okay. Let's take this time. Let's take that time. Now I will say it was recorded that time, but then they also did a whole bunch of practice like the year before. So, um, but yeah, this this it sold a bajillion records. I didn't even write down the number. Um, it's one of the best albums ever on various lists and so forth. Um, the only one of note that I um, came across, so I did want to mention that in 2004, it was added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry. And so that's for, Ooh. quote, any recording selected for the National Recording Registry are those that are culturally, historically, or aesthetically important, end quote. I so, did not know that. Yeah, so there's a lot of other things. There's like speeches and uh, albums that we've covered too here and there. And um, that, uh, you know, it, it's kind of crazy that, uh, let's say, a punk band, if you want to call them a grunge band, but let's say, what well, I think they might call themselves maybe a punk band, right? I think they would say they were a punk band, and yeah. I would have to actually agree with them. Yeah. So, considering everything going on in the 90s, uh, out of the 80s, I guess, hair metal, things like that, you know, they it wasn't their first album, but they kind of came, let's say, out of nowhere for a lot of people, and it, it changed the 90s, right? It changed culture and fashion, and uh, what there's a, there's a cool documentary, Hype, exclamation right did you ever see hype it's like a behind the scenes i have of not the seattle scene um i think it's hype and um it's cool how they show like uh flannel taking over and all of that and you see in like macy's and stuff and you can buy the cool flannel and so it's kind of crazy that you know somebody a, a little old band from washington state can have that much impact on the world. Seriously, that is incredible. No, I have not seen that. I'll check it out. Um, yeah, it's a cool documentary, and they show just the whole, not just, it's not a Nirvana documentary, it's just the whole Seattle sound, let's say. Um, but yeah, Smells Like Teen Spirit, of course, is on this album, In Bloom, Come As You Are, Lithium, Poly, a um, whole bunch of other songs, 12 tracks in total, if you listen on or view on, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, I'm sure is the same. There's a hidden track that's listed as track 13, Endless Nameless. But if you have the CD like us or vinyl or whatever, at least maybe not the first pressings. Funny enough, the first pressings, uh, they left Endless Nameless off for whatever reason. I think it was an accident. So if you have one of the, not the first, but 
most of the releases that most people have. Um, it's just at, uh, you know, a track that's at the end. So something in the way is a super long track and you hear this totally different song at the end. So it's interesting because I actually have the first pressing, which wow. does not have endless names on it. And, uh, I hear that it's like, yeah, it's, it's not, I, well, it's not like rare, but it's like, you know, there's just not as many of them out there. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's again, sold a bajillion records. Um, again, released in 91. Oh, I was, forgot to mention too, saying that it was recorded in a month. They did a lot of, uh, practice the year before. I just wanted to uh, say that a note. So Butch Vig is a producer again, I mentioned, uh, Polly, I always, I, I never knew this before until looking into it. Polly was actually from one of those sessions in 1990 recorded at Butch's studio, um, smart studios in Wisconsin. So, uh, where another cool album by uh, Smashing Pumpkins was recorded, uh, Gish. Uh, but anyways, Polly is from that session. So everything else was from the Sound City Studios sessions in 91, but then Polly's from the other session. Really? So That's awesome. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. so and uh, Polly kind of sticks out. Obviously, it's a different sounding song from the rest of the album. It is. Anyways, um, yeah, so Ryan Stroud, I know you know this album. I figured, why not talk about another 91 album? And, you know, not to say we have to compare it to Metallica, but maybe we'll yeah. talk about that as well. So just tell us your thoughts on Nevermind. So uh, I think I've made the comment uh, when we covered Michael Jackson's Thriller many, many moons ago that when when most kids were getting Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit for Christmas or whatever, I got Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. So and, um, I think this album knocked Dangerous out of the number one spot, if I'm not mistaken. But it, you, it just goes to show like the, the cultural shift and the change in the landscape uh, music-wise that was taking place at this time. Uh, I believe this, though this album was released in September, I believe it became more popular in like November, December time frame, right? Uh, and it's kind of fitting because it's December now. It's getting cold out here in Georgia even. And I, I still feel like this album is kind of like a cold weather album. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but. Do you do you agree or? Uh, I think it's because of flannel. Could it be yeah. because of flannel? Maybe, but yeah, it's it's it a could cold... be because of the flannel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get your <laughs> get your Converse on and the flannel. But no, yeah, I think it has a certain sound and energy to it that yeah, it works. Even though it was recorded in warm weather, let's say earlier. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a cold weather album, sure. So I know I said earlier uh, that I I I think that Nirvana would consider themselves a punk band. And I, I agree that this, to me, this is one of the greatest punk albums ever released. Yes, it is a grunge record, but I feel like grunge as itself as a whole was growing in the 80s and becoming uh, out of the punk movement. And so a lot of those punk bands that were grunge bands were actually, they had that same punk mentality. Uh, so I, I would totally say that this is one of the best punk bands of all time, one of the best punk records. Uh, smells like Teen Spirit can't deny the cultural impact that it's had, but songs like In Bloom, I mean, great track, Come As You Are, cool track. This whole album is pretty darn good, if you ask me. I actually teeter on the lines of whether or not it's perfect or not. Um, it's close. I think it's very close. Uh, I think you and I, though, will disagree on what we think the song that the, that is lacking is. Maybe. Uh, I have a feeling that you're going to pick one in particular, and I just want to let you know that I love that song. Okay. So if you do pick that one, I think that's a great song, and you're wrong. Uh, so if I 
one thing I just wanted to throw in from the that movie hype, if I'm remembering correctly, there's one scene and I can't remember who plays it, but he says, This is punk. And he's like, da 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 and he goes, and this is grunge. And I always think that it may be kind of more halftime, like a lot of like Soundgarden type grunge, you know, maybe a little slower. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's that's it's very close. It's just played backwards in a way, not really. But anyways, so keep going. So before I pick the best and worst song, my end, I'm going to ask you this really quickly: Are we counting "Endless Nameless" on this track listing? Because in my opinion, it should not be counted. Uh, I, uh, uh, it's not one of my picks. I, I guess I did not consider it. Sure. Okay, I don't consider it because anytime it's like a hidden track to me, that's like that's one of those like special things. Yeah. It's not to be taken seriously or anything of that nature. I mean, just look at like Green Day's hidden track on Dookie, you know. Yeah, good point. Uh, all by myself. <laughs> uh, that being said, I'm having an incredibly hard time. Uh, I keep going back. It's this is one of those albums that every time you listen to it, you have a different favorite song. Sure. You know, um, from Stay Away to Drain You to Polly to Come As You Are. I think I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go with uh, Lithium, though, as the best song on this album. Sunday morning every day for all I care. And I'm not scared that my candles in our days because I found God. I knew you were going to say that. I mean, any song where your chorus can be yeah or hey or something along those lines and it and it still resonates with people, it still fits, uh, it still sinks in. It's kind of like what we talked about when we talked uh, about the Offsprings. Nice, that's why uh, I knew. Yep, Self-esteem. Exactly. Yeah, like it's such a good song. It's a good song all the way around. You know, you got your quiet, you got your loud. And then you can hit the hit it home, hit it out of the park with the chorus. It's just beautiful. And then the post chorus is beautiful and, and 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 it punches you in the face, you know, like it's awesome. It's a great song, and I think it clearly defines what this album is. Yeah, it's loud, quiet, it is grunge. I also think lithium and it's um Smashing Pumpkins had this too, but uh, sometimes, you know, alternative acts in general, you know, the the name of the song is not necessarily in the song, but Lithium is perfect, right? So Lithium, if you consider it's no longer prescribed now, but people took it for, uh, I don't know, manic depression or just, you know, just... Just say mental issues. Mental issues, let's say. And so... Um, if you listen to the lyrics, it's it's very fitting. So it's pretty cool that it is um, very fitting. Like another song, Aneurysm by Nirvana. Yep. And it's you keep the blood pumping to my heart or something along those lines, and he names it Aneurysm. It's like it's you know th- three de- <laughs> three degrees of separation of this you know six degrees whatever of you figure out uh, something that's related but not, and it's a cool title. So I agree. I it's an it's up there. It's not my pick, but it's up there. Good. Pick. Oh, that's awesome. Good, good, good. Um, and good tone. It sounds really good. Yes. It sounds yes, better. It does. I would say this album in general and that song in particular sounds better than what I remember it. It's it's interesting. Like the black album kind of sounds worse than I remember some of the songs, but then it's also really uh-huh. good. But this album, 
sounds really good still. It does. Um, it's just, wow. This this whole, I, it's so hard to pick a best song, and it's so hard to pick a song that's lacking because I'm, I'm really, really tempted to say that just this is it. a perfect record. Just do it. It's a perfect record. Oh, okay. There's no bad song on this album. I mean, like, I, I was even trying to convince myself, like, I'm I'm looking at the track list right now going, oh, I could say this, but I'm like, no, I really like that. Oh, I could say this, but no, I really like that. Like, it's a perfect album. We're at, in my opinion, this is the third perfect album that has been wow. put out there. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, we, we, we've talked about Big Country's The Crossing, in my opinion, is perfect. Uh, we have Foo Fighters, uh, Wasting Light. As you said, it was perfect. Um, I think you said kind of blue. I said, I said kind of blue. Yep, kind of blue was perfect. And now smells like Teen Spirit, or not smells like. And now, uh, never mind. Perfect record. Now there there are elements though, and if it sounds really good, just to jump in, there's there's just a couple things like territorial pissings, like it that guitar tone is not always my favorite. It's it sounds like a guitar di- plug directly in, geeking out. Yeah, but it yeah. works. Like. Those little shortcomings, like individually, if you cherry pick some of these songs, you might say, oh, that's not good. But again, if you listen to it as a whole, as an album, going back to what you said, you know, it's it's a perfect album. I'm not sure if I'd give it that, maybe like 9.9 out of 10, but I think it just works all together. All right, so let's just go ahead and jump then. What's the song that you feel like is lacking? Um, Wait, so are you going to give it to me? So you said you picked lithium is the best yeah i picked lithium is the best so and i said want- there is no bad album but i want to know if you if you don't think it's completely perfect to 10 for 10 which song is is not is not good enough for you well <laughs> i want to do it a different way i want you to say the song that you think i'm going to pick you're gonna say territorial pissings no no i'm not you're not i'm not oh, okay so i'm shocked because, okay, so I've heard people say in the past that that song, you know, I've had people say it irritates them, that they don't get it. And I'm like, no, that song is beautiful. That song is a perfect punk song. Like, it is it is awesome. It is annoying. It's aggravating. It's supposed to be. It's it's just, it's gorgeous. I, I love it. You know, like, it's such a good song. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not one that I listen to all the time. But if you listen to the album, it works. It um, does, yeah. So, yeah, my pick for the song that I don't think is the best. It's cool, but it's similar to the Offspring album. If you remember, I picked the song that was kind of like the reggae song. Uh-huh. So I'm going to pick Lounge Act. Oh, man. And if I have to just pick a song, because I'm not going to say it's pretty close to perfect, but uh, Lounge Act, yeah, it just has a, it sounds different. It's Lounge Act D. Now it picks up. Now when Kurt's vocal kind of picks up near the end and it's heavy, it's cool. It's like the chorus. Da, 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 da. It's it's kind of it 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 it's cool. It's just it it sticks out. Every time I listen to it, at least now, it sticks out. Everything kind of gels, even territorial pissings, even Polly, even something in the way, even endless nameless, but lounge act just sticks out. Uh, 
I'll, I'll say it a different way. I Some, love it. Something that just clicked as I was listening to it. Kurt's vocal saves it. But the way the song sounds to me is that every other song sounds like Nirvana, and I don't think anybody else could do the songs. But this song just kind of sounds like anybody else could have done it. That makes sense. Uh, I greatly disagree with you. Uh, yes, I think people could cover this song, and they could do an okay job at it. But this it, this song's good. Lounge Act is a good song. It's the, the progression, the A side to it, the B side to it. Like, it's cool. It's cool, and you're wrong. It, dude, you're wrong. This is a perfect album. No, the way I was, But I'll say it a different way, that any of the other songs, if anybody else sang it, it would still be a good song. I think this song, again, saying Kurt's vocal says it, if a different band did it, because I think it could just be a different band, you would hear it and say, that's not a good song. That's what I mean by that. Whatever you're, you know, you no, know, you know, I'm no, right. no, I'm you sorry, know no, I'm right, no, That's oh my god, song. you're gonna do that, yeah, <laughs> jeez, no, I'm sorry, like this is where the album argument takes the turn on the argument, Jay, Jeremy Dudman, there are times in your life where you have to accept the fact that certain albums out there are perfect, okay, this is one of those times, this is a perfect record, not every Nirvana album is a perfect album, not every, I, I mean, there. There are so few albums out there that are perfect that when one comes along and smacks you upside the head, you have to accept it for what it is. Jeremy Dunman, this is a perfect record. You gave this record to me. This was one I was going to give you at some point, but you gave it to me, so this is kind of like both of ours in a way. This is a perfect album. All right, you cooled down. You, you got it out. I'm so, sorry. No, I, I mean, I'll say. You're lucky we're not in the same room right now. 9.99999 <laughs> like, out of 10. I just, I, okay. That's uh, not acceptable. I'll, it, it's really, really good. It's a perfect, okay, I'll say it's a perfect album. Sure. Well, now, now, now I feel like I'm forcing you to say it. I need you to actually admit that, you know what, Ryan, I was wrong. You say, Ryan, I was wrong. This is a perfect album. Ryan, I was wrong. <laughs> you don't have to do album. it. No. <laughs> you don't have to do that. No, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's tough because it sounds so good. Well, I guess I'm trying to convince myself because I, I don't know why I, that one song just kind of sticks out. And, Maybe it can't be a But it's a, a good song. It is a good song and it And they the, you make you it. mentioned you mentioned the offspring, right? And how you chose the reggae sounding song. This is nothing like that. But it's this different. still fits the record. Uh yeah, I I I I guess that's that punk side cuz punk has a few different, you know, branches and it yes, kind of it, it kind of almost sounds like a like a ska type song. No like way. Could, oh my gosh. No, no way. No. Like if the guitar was different, wrong. I think it's the bass. Da, 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 da. And I think if the guitar was, uh, 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 that's what I hear in my head. And luckily they didn't go that route because it's Nirvana, but that's, <laughs> that's all that I can hear. Maybe, maybe because of other songs have ruined it for me, but I got gotcha. you. Can it be, can, I'll, I'll give it to you this way. Can it be a perfect album and you still just, don't like a song because if, if no. it's the case i would agree with that no that's that's not a perfect literally that's not the definition of perfect jeremy come if on I, if i go back to okay smells like teen spirit in bloom come as you are breed <laughs> lithium poly territorial pissings drain you the lounge act that i'm talking about uh stay away on a plane something in the way yes everything's really really good and out of all those other albums maybe i only agreed with uh well wasting light was mine but 
kind uh, kind of blue. Of course, I didn't agree with the the big country one, but um, it, it's it's really good because that sounds good too. It's clean, clear. It was that kind of progression from the '80s to '90s sound. Like if you listen to "Come as You Are," it's kind of has like a '80s s like chorusing, flanging sound. Well, but then you know, it sounds there's 90s. That, you know, there's that rumor that they stole the riff from uh, what Killing Joke. Oh yeah. There's a there's a few uh, things, and even like Smells Like Teen Spirit, isn't there a song that the riff or something is? It's kind of from something else. Something else, yeah. So, but then that's but that's songwriting. You know, we all pull from influences. Yeah, but like every note's blurred, already been played. But we talked about this since the Blurred Lines or the other song that sounds like Blurred Lines uh, ruling. You have to be careful because based on that influence yeah. can be sued and that's crazy. that's the but, worst decision but yeah i'll, I'll give mm. it to you th- that i think sure it's a perfect album sure no 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 no. i'm not gonna accept this i'm not gonna accept this it is what it is you're wrong on this you are wrong this is a perfect record i i will not accept your fake it's perfect until you say that lounge act is is a good song and we'll just go from there i'll say it You'll, any different way just saying like everybody needs to listen to this this is a great album butch yes, uh, I recorded agree. it and produced yep. and andy wallace uh mixing it like it's it sounds so good it holds up today i will i, I wanted it to does. throw in to listen to the original not the remaster, or at least you know on, yes. on like Spotify, there's multiple ones. Yes, and if you want to hear the difference between what remastering can do, I didn't listen to this for the the black album last week, but like if you listen to Smells Like Teen Spirit and In Bloom, when the drums come in on the original, it just feels like a drum set. When you listen to the yep. newer version, what remaster typically means is uh, they can only do so much. They take the original song and they usually just make it louder and maybe EQ it a little differently. But it just, and in order to make it louder, they have to squash or compress it. And what usually goes or is sacrificed are the drums. And so when yep. Smells Like Teen Spirit comes in, or in bloom, or like not saying it right right now, but anyways, but when bah, you hear those, bah, bah. yeah, when you hear those drums remastered and over compressed, it just doesn't do it justice. So please, everybody, you should own it. It sounds great. Great songs. I'll give you everything other than I just, Lounge Jack's just not my favorite song. Sorry. That's fine. Whatever. All right, people out there. This is our time to revolt against Jeremy Dudman. Join us on a social media campaign as we squash him into proving that Nirvana's Nevermind is a perfect album. Let us know in the socials. Tell your friends to come out there and, and, and comment. Send this podcast out to everybody you know because we have to prove that Jeremy is wrong. I mean, it is in the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry for a reason. So. Because it's perfect. It's it's pretty darn good. Now, uh, right, so you don't have a bad song. Okay. Now, I guess I should say it, it was tough to find the best song. I should I need to throw this in here because yeah. it was really yeah. weird that um, this one is actually, I think I m- mentioned before, it sounds better than what I remember. And when Smells Like Teen Spirit comes on the radio, I just can't listen to it. But if you listen to all the songs and you think about the weight that this song held, I think it's the best. Yeah. I, I picked that. If, if I didn't have to pick it, I would agree with you, Lithium. So I'll go with Smells Like Teen Spirit. I'll be that All person. right, cool.
I mean, it's a an album opener, which rocks. It doesn't get much better than that. It's a riff yep. that, as we mentioned, like last week, like with uh, the Unforgiven, like you can't play that or nothing else matters. One of those, like it's like a stairway. You you can't play that in a guitar store. It's just that iconic. I guess that's a word I should give to it. Smells like Teen Spirit. It stands alone on its own. It's like the good. It could have been like good vibrations. Almost, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't on Pet Sounds, but it kind of goes with Pet Sounds. But it was kind of on its own. Like, Smells Like Teen Spirit could have been this. Like, it could have just been on its own. But no, it's the opening track of this album, Nevermind. It even has the lyric, Nevermind, in it. Two words instead of the one word title of the actual album. I, I, I hate to say I like it because if you listen to track two in Bloom is all about, like, he's the one who sings along and you know, things like that. So in bloom is also really cool. But what I get at, what I'm getting at is, I don't know if Kurt is happy with smells like teen spirit being what it is. We'll never know, but, um, it still rocks. It sounds good. Kudos to everybody involved. Everything sounds good on this album, but smells like teen spirit's my pick. So I think that's actually a really good pick. Um, just simply because you think about, there's only been a few times in musical history where something has come out and completely shifted everything. I mean, everything changed when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out. It, it, in our time, in our generation when, of growing up, being kids and hearing the song and stuff like that, and growing up in bands and stuff, there have been very few things, if any other thing, that has happened music-wise that has completely shifted the landscape. I can't think of anything else from our time. You know, you of course you could go back and say stuff from before, from like the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, as much as I don't care for the Beatles, you can't deny the cultural impact that they had in the shift that they made in music. You can't deny the shift that this song had in the landscape of music still to this day. I know Kurt has made comments about not really liking um, the sounds that Butch produced, you know, some of the stuff he felt like it was too poppy or too clean or too perfect, which is one of the reasons why the band went with Steve Albini to record in utero, the next record. But to me, like, had Kurt still been around, I think he would have come around and he would have realized the masterpiece that this album is, including this song. Yes, there are times when I hear it on the radio and I have to turn it off because I've heard it 30,000 times. However, that doesn't mean I don't like the song. The importance of the song is greater than any other song in music that I can think of right now from our generation, just from our generation. Yeah. I mean, the lyrics are great too. So if you think about like a generational song, smells like Teen Spirit and yeah. everything that he's talking about, I mean it fits. Yep. It's not like a love song that happens to be no. a big song or anything. Like it's literally about coming of age and struggling and we are all different people from all different backgrounds and I mean, he hit it on the head. And you said a good word, masterpiece. I'll give you that. This is a masterpiece. Whether or not I say it's a perfect album. I will have a different tier as my kids are running around in the background. I apologize. It is a masterpiece. <laughs> so thank you. You gave me the word. It is a masterpiece. There we go. I'll take that. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This, I mean, whew. This song, this album, good pick, Jeremy Dunn. I mean, I, um, 
it, it's like I said, uh, you know, this is one that I've wanted to give you, but I was waiting for that right moment. I'm kind of glad that you went ahead and pulled the trigger with it. Uh, but it's just an amazing record. Uh, hopefully other people out there listening will agree. Again, I've said, you know, leave us comments. Tell us what our, your favorite songs are. Tell us if this album is perfect or if there is a song that doesn't hold up. Um, and I'll say know, again, I, sorry to jump in. If you haven't listened yeah. to it in a while, go back and listen to it. Cause I think oh, yeah, yeah. that's what, that's what I had to do. And I, I listened to, it, I said, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about certain things I expected or compare it to the black yep. album, which we didn't even have to, cause it, we it stands on it <laughs> on its own, but it's so clean and it just sounds totally different for 1991. And again, that's another thing that it pushed the boundary into what the 90s should sound like, not the 80s. Um, yep. But um, yeah, go back and listen to it. Don't listen to the uh, remastered version, but listen to it in a different light. And I think you'll be surprised because I was. Oh, oh, definitely. So thank you out there for everybody for listening. Please share this podcast with whoever you think might enjoy it, including Grandma. Please go to our socials. Uh, you can find us at thealbumargument.com. You can also find Jeremy's link tree and Spotify playlist with all the songs from all the albums of everything we talk about. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We've got another couple of albums, another few albums coming up, of course, until the end of the year. We'll probably have a, a week off, maybe around Christmas or New Year's. We haven't decided that. But um, yeah, just stay tuned. We've got some uh, couple of killer albums to finish out the year, and we'll get to 24 soon. Totally. And we do apologize that we're not actually in the same studio room together. It's just life has been hard, and we are both battling through things, and we've got to we'll get back into studio together soon. Yeah, and throw chairs and all of that. So we're throwing throw virtual chairs. chairs. We're in our, uh, we're, <laughs> we're in the uh, the meta space and uh, throwing virtual chairs at each other. Virtual so, chairs. Anyway. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you out there. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. Deuces.